0: Hello everyone. Today I'm thrilled to be with Rob Z. Wentz. Rob is an executive leadership coach who specializes in helping businesses grow bigger, better, and faster by using the V-I-T-A-L-S vitals system. Welcome Rob to the podcast. I am so happy that you're here.
1: I'm honored to be here and thank you so much for having me.
0: So oh, tell me, what, do, what does the acronym V-I-T-A-L-S stand for?
1: So the VITALS system, first of all, VITALS, like when you think of the word vital, what do you think of? Like things that are required for life. So I like to think of like, if you go to the hospital, they check your VITALS. So if we're going to check somebody's VITALS, we got to check certain things about them or about their business or about their life to see how they're functioning properly. So the V stands for Vision. We have to have a vision set for our life, something clear that we're working towards, that we're moving towards, that gives us purpose, right? The I is for impact. So we have to create impact with our life. I feel like there's, if you name somebody or something that you have, that you love, that you uh, you know, watch, that you think about, that you read, whatever that might be you use, like your phone, those things have all made an impact, right? We think if you can think of something and you name it, That's impact in your life. I want to, what we do, create impact in people's lives. The T is for technology. It also could be for transformation. I love both of those words, but I think technology, especially right now, is very important because technology keeps changing, especially with AI right now. Uh, With artificial intelligence, it is quickly creeping, or you could say flooding into our world. So understanding how to use new technology, how to leverage it for your own personal gain to help you to move forward faster and is to understand the landscape of where the world is going. Uh, But also the word transformation for me is such an important word because transformation is everything. I think throughout life, we should be achieving, searching for and achieving breakthroughs that lead to transformation. The A is for action. I mean, obviously, everything in life is about taking action. Uh, I have a, a slogan that I say with people that I work with called We Move Now No Matter What. No matter what's going on in your life, no matter where you're at, the best thing you can do is take action and move forward. Even if you don't feel like it, even if you don't know it's the 100% right thing to do, move forward, do something. The L is for leadership. Leaders are what this world needs. We, meet, we need more leaders and we, we need to be great leaders of ourselves. And it's funny, I used to think, I used to hate the word leadership. I don't want to be a leader. That sounds like a lot of work right? Sounds horrible. But if I'm not leading me, then somebody else is. If I'm not leading myself and society is leading me, like the programs that are put out there in the world are leading us in a certain direction. So we need self-leadership to be able to take charge of our life. And then the S is for service. You know, I, everything is about serving. Uh, servant leadership is what it's all about. And I had to learn this the hard way many times that if I'm going to do things right. And if I'm going to make an impact, if I'm going to be successful, I need to be of service to others. And that is is just a foundational part of life that I think, especially with the victim mentality that our society pushes on us, we really miss out on that service idea. Like the world, society acts like the world is happening to us, but I want to be happening to the world, right? So I want to be internally driven to externally impact others.
0: Oh, that's so true and so important, because if you're serving others, you can't be a victim.
1: Exactly. And so, if you're a leader, you can't be a, a victim, right? Like taking right. that personal responsibility,
0: which and can be really hard. And if you're constantly moving forward and not being static, then you don't have time to be a victim. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, very true. And I, I, you know, I'm sure you hear this too, but I can remember I used to work in radio. I spent 20 years in radio broadcasting. And when I was in radio, it's funny, the mindset in radio, there's a lot of victim mentality was a, a big victim mentality mindset. And I think because radio is such an old form of media. Uh, It hated the change. So people in radio hated change. They they were scared to death of change. When Facebook came along, social media, they resisted it with everything in them. Uh, When podcasting came along, resisted it with everything in them. Now, some of the bigger companies get this, but I worked in in more of small town local radio. uh, And man, the resistance to change was so strong. It was ridiculous. And I just saw like, that's the wrong way to live because you're fighting against the wave. It's impossible.
0: Oh, so true. Um, when I was growing up, it was um, think outside the box. You know, you go to school, take exams, and then your future is determined for you. Mm. And someplace along the line, I realized what box where there's no box. Right. There's no there box to think no outside box. of. <laughs> and I think I always knew that. And certainly entrepreneurship um, I didn't understand what entrepreneurship was until I got older. Um, uh, my mother was in traditional retail, so entrepreneurship was foreign to me, but the world is basically your oyster. You can you can do whatever you want, and the possibilities are infinite. And that's so exciting.
1: That's one of the things I, I have a, a personal like mission right to to know and understand breakthrough strategies because we have unlimited potential right we were given unlimited potential to create we are made in the image of god so we are creators we're 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 called to create that's what we're supposed to do so the more breakthrough we have the more potential we find in ourselves the more we're able to create freely out because like you said there is no box right so I love this idea of breakthrough. And I I strive for this in my life all the time, because when you're stuck, which I I have a podcast, right, it's called the unstuck movement, because I found myself uh, stuck. Many people find themselves stuck at different places in their life. You need breakthrough to get unstuck. You need breakthrough to find higher potential in yourself, what you were created to do. Uh, So that idea of like there being no box is it like, the idea of thinking outside of the box is like, oh, OK, there's a box here and now I'm outside of it. But the truth is there, there never was a box to begin with, just a self-imposed box.
0: Oh, true. So you started in radio. When When did you switch to a total entrepreneurship and the programs that you now offer to people?
1: It started... Back in, I, I left radio in 2017, but I started to mentally prepare to leave for radio in about 2014 or 2015. Um, I, my son, my ex wife got pregnant. My son's now nine. But when she got pregnant, I had like this realization of like, I, I had addiction issues, I had drug problems, I had a very negative mindset. Um, I didn't know I could change. I was miserable, really. I was just miserable and uh you would never know on the outside nobody ever would have known unless you lived with me then you then you knew <laughs> or if you were me um but i knew i couldn't be that way i just knew like i can't be like this the rest of my life like i i have to do something so it just sparked uh something in me that i knew i had to change uh and and that was just a gradual progression over the years but in 2017 when i left radio it was really amazing because Beautiful thing about entrepreneurship and what I didn't realize, and I love to help people with this. When you start your own business, you don't realize you're embarking on a journey of personal development. And the more you personally develop, the better your business is going to be. So I ran into so many roadblocks. Before we started recording, you were talking about how you know how you had all these failures over and over again, right? These things would happen. And that was I was experiencing this like, oh my gosh, why can't I like, Why am I so resistant to so many things that I need to do? I know, I know I need to do certain things to grow my business, but I can't seem to get myself to do them because of these like limiting beliefs that I have. And so I started a digital marketing company in 2017 and against, it was like almost working in spite of me, it worked. I think just because I had spent so much time in online, social media, building a following uh, that the company worked. It seemed like even in spite of me, kind of like self-sabotaging. And then in 2020, uh, you know, the pandemic hit and I just I hated doing digital marketing. I, it's just not that I I love marketing and I love helping people. And uh, I think personal branding is so cool and it's so fun. But like the running the Facebook ads and all that stuff, like it just wasn't I'm a people person. I love to talk to people and communicate. And I wasn't doing that. I was sitting in front of a computer all day long. Not talking to anybody, running Facebook ads for um, the home inspection companies. Like I was losing my mind. <laughs> so <laughs> I met a woman in Dubois, Pennsylvania. I'm from Altoona, Pennsylvania, Central PA, which they say that anything between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia is called Pennsylvania. So I'm in the middle of Pennsylvania, right? <laughs> and uh, I met a coach, a woman named Peggy Peggy Caruso, who you should have on the podcast. She is phenomenal. Uh, And she had been doing life coaching for about 20 years. And I did a podcast with her. And she said, you know, you would be an awesome coach if you ever want to do coaching. I would love to train you. A year went by after that podcast. And I was just kind of like, I was going through a a long separation and then divorce. And I was just kind of, I was lost. I was stuck for sure. And I reached out to her Well, I'd been praying and meditating, right? And I, I felt God tell me like, this coaching thing, like Peggy's name popped up. I was like, what am I supposed to do, God? Like, what, what's happening in my life? What am I supposed to do? And her name popped up and I called her and I was like, let's do this. Like, this was the right thing at the right time. So that was uh, the summer of 2021 when I started training in coaching. And no, the summer of, yeah, the summer of 2021. Started training in coaching and it's been, I, I knew right away, like, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be
0: that when you started Lit Coaching?
1: I started, I launched the company in March of 2022. So it's been about a year and a half. But I, and I was doing mentorship training before that. So I've been doing coaching for about two years uh, because I was working with her doing coaching and stuff. Um, but I've been, you know, into personal development for a decade. So it's been like, I look at that as like, I've been coaching myself for a long time, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's where really the coaching began and then doing it with people uh, for about two years now. And it's been life changing, really, really good because the coolest thing about coaching I found is as you're working with people, you've got to keep growing. And that's really cool. So if I'm going to work with others and help them grow, I have to grow. And also at the same time, it's cool that coaching, you're only going to get better as you get older. So it's like the only profession, at least I find, like the longer I do it, the better I get. Not like other professions like where, you know, if you're in sports or something, the older you get, the worse you are. Kind of thing to a certain degree.
0: Oh, yes. So, yeah, with years, you accumulate so much more information. Um, yeah. The question is to keep it all in your head without losing it along the way. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, <laughs> The more people you work with, it seems the better it gets. The more people I work with, I'm like, Oh, I, you learn more and you apply more. It's like applied knowledge, right? You got to apply it. And the best way to apply it, well, is with yourself, number one. But I can really tell. It's really interesting working with different people and different businesses, right? Because there's always different situations. Every, it's. I love the saying, there's nothing new under the sun. Because a situation might look totally different from another one. But this, it's at the core of it, it's always the same stuff. And I think that's a really cool part about life: is life looks super complicated, especially the further time goes on. Right? Things seem super complicated, but at the core of it, it's all the same things over and over and over again, disguised as different things.
0: So your coaching program is for people in who are a lot of different ages, and one part of the program that you offer um, that you show on your website is for young people. Tell us about how you got into that and the importance of having a coach, even when you're young.
1: Oh, my gosh. I wish I would have had a coach when I was 12. It would have been um, unbelievably helpful. Um, By the way, my website is in need of updating because it was, I strictly made that site for life coaching. When I started doing business coaching, it needs revamped to like speak more to businesses. Right. Um, But, and that's something I'm in the process of, of, of doing right now, but I love working with youth. I mean, I, I've been doing that for years, volunteering uh, with career fairs, uh, volunteering with youth organizations, because I still feel like a kid myself. Like I love, I love talking to kids because they make us feel alive. They make me feel alive. And I found over the years, like with myself, at least, I didn't have bad people in my life growing up, but I had a lot of directionless people and everybody's just doing the best that they can. And so I found that, man, if I would have had a coach, somebody just kind of like guiding me that I could have sat down with once a week or once a month and they could have just poured into me, spoke life into my life and given me some direction, talked about vision. Right. Talked about setting goals, talked, even just talked about like keeping promises to myself and how to build self esteem, things that I wasn't even aware of. Um, It would have been so foundationally changing for me. It would have changed everything. So I love to be able to do that for, um, you know, it's, it's usually college students, students who might, I've worked mostly with students who want, who are in college who, want to start their own business, like they're aspiring entrepreneurs, but they don't know where to start. That's normally who I end up working with if I'm working with somebody younger. Uh, but I, I'm i doing these youth, working in youth organizations, I'm talking to teenagers. Um, and just, even I especially love like, I feel like 10 years old is a great age, because I love to ask the question, what did you want to be when you were 10? years?" And I want to ask you this, Ann, what did you want to be when you were 10 years old? Do you know?
0: Uh, no, but I will tell you this I loved what you said about um, being around people who are directionalists because that was my family. This is the direction you go in. this is what you need and why are you not fitting in the box that I'm creating for you right. And I I can remember the conversations I had with my father and he said, well you'll never amount to anything. Because you're not following the rules, because you're not thinking the way you're supposed to be thinking. And I was meant to be an entrepreneur, and I was meant to be creative. And everybody around me was saying bad choice. How so the, the fact that you work with kids, I mean, look at the most successful entrepreneurs. Many of them are are create have creative minds yeah and they're using
1: we, i think we all have creative minds they're using their creative mind right
0: exactly exactly and there's nothing stopping them because at 10 you don't know what the limitations are yeah so you can dream and say what if what if what if and it may actually come true
1: and so and if you and if you would have somebody at 10 years old encouraging you to seek after those things, then you realize your potential is unlimited, right? Because that box, that self-imposed fake box that's not real is created like, well, it could start as young as, you know, zero. But um, that box usually really starts to come into play when you start getting into like junior high, high school. What are you going to do with yourself? What are you going to do with your career? Your parents are pushing you one way. Uh, maybe your friends are pushing you another way. Society's pushing you one way and you don't know to step back and just be like, what is it that I love? But I love 10 years old because 10 years old, you're old enough to know what you instinctually like and gravitate towards. And you're young enough to not have society put you in a box. So that I love asking that question because that age for me, when I was 10, I wanted to be a radio DJ and I wanted to be a professional wrestler. Okay. Those are the two things. (laughs) And my mom, I had a great mom because she encouraged, she, she asked me what I wanted to do. And then she helped me get a job in radio. And I, I did, I actually was a professional wrestler for six months when I was 18 and realized that was not what I was supposed to be doing. Um, but there's, it, it, professional wrestling is interesting because it's like a way, and radio is the same way. It is a, it was a way to, I didn't, I didn't know who I was. It's like I had a version of me trapped inside of myself that I couldn't get out. And so radio and professional wrestling are both ways that you get to act out this version of yourself that you may not feel is accepted by society, or you may not feel like you are allowed to let out. And so those two mediums kind of let you do that. Uh, they, they allow like this uh, expression, they allow you to express yourself. I actually was just in Emilio Roman's uh, Spiritual Fitness Survivor, Volume 4. And my chapter is about that, like how to find the real you. Wow.
0: But you're still involved with martial arts.
1: Yeah, I take jujitsu. Yeah. So it's, that's definitely not professional wrestling. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, martial arts, is, that's been really, really helpful for me. That's been incredibly helpful.
0: And when did you start that?
1: Just a couple of years ago, uh, I started that when I was th- Ooh, uh, it was 2020. So I guess I would have been 37. I think I started in martial arts. I got my son involved, too, because I was like, dang, if I would have started martial arts at six years old, I would just be a completely different person Uh, because it's just it's helped me so much with confidence, discipline. um. And if you want me to go into that list of things, it's been like an eye-opening, like really life-changing kind of experience. It's been incredibly, incredibly helpful on so many different levels.
0: So we've talked about coaching and business and children, but you do a lot of business coaching now. Tell us how you've taken all of that, that what you've learned, and brought it into business coaching and also i had one other question and that was what's the difference tell us more about the difference between an entrepreneur and an intrapreneur
1: so i think that i well no i don't think i know i was an entrepreneur before i left radio so i i started developing i started doing personal development you know i started by like listening to tony robbins and, and things like that uh And it just kind of expanded from there. But the entrepreneur is somebody who works for a company, but is creating their own lane inside of the company. They're not like asking for a raise and they're not basically they're breaking rules is what it is. Entrepreneur is like you have this entrepreneur spirit, but you work for a company. And what happens, and I think this is really cool. This is what happened to me. I started building this entrepreneur spirit inside of this company and I outgrew the company. So I got to a place where I was hosting a morning show. Uh, I was the music director, the program director for the radio station. So basically, I was running the whole thing. And I wanted to get into sales, right? So I wanted to start. I was capped at the amount of money that I could make. And I didn't feel like traveling the country, doing the classic radio thing of traveling the country. My family's all where I'm at. And I, and I knew if I worked online, I could communicate with anybody. Any, I could build a business from where I am. And so I was like, I want to stay in radio because I love what I'm doing. But I need to make more money. And they capped me on the amount of money I, I can make. So I was like, I want to get into sales. So I, I said to them, how about I do my radio show? And then I go out and I sell the radio station because who was, who to better sell the radio station than the guy who's running it? And to them, that was like this, this conflict of interest. And I got, I got blocked on that a couple of times and they wouldn't let me do that. And I was like, well, you got, I think like, my hands are tied here. And I had reached a point where I, I had built a social media following, I had learned digital marketing. And I was like, I'm gonna just do this on my own. So I think what happens with, with entrepreneurs, you grow to a place if that company has to like create a new position for you and help you grow, or you grow out of the company and you have to leave and go somewhere else or start your own thing. So that's the difference there. Entrepreneur is just like an entrepreneur, but in the confines of a, a company. Um what was your other question? <laughs> I forget.
0: Um entrepreneurship.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait, what about it? You asked me something. Uh, I
0: asked you the difference between an entrepreneur and an entrepreneur and how you moved into that space. Um, how did yeah. that evolve?
1: Oh man, it just, it felt like it wasn't even something I didn't have a choice. So I feel like sometimes in life, we don't even have a choice. We just have to do something. So for me, it was like, it just had to happen. And it evolved kind of that way where I just, the cool thing about entrepreneurship is you just kind of have to figure it out, right? It's scary. It's like super scary because you're kind of just like on your own. And I didn't have a whole lot of money when I left radio. I maybe had $5,000 saved up and I was like, screw it. I'm just going to, I read, actually, I read, uh, screw it. Let's do it by, um, uh, uh Branson, yeah, Richard Branson, right? <sighs> Who started Virgin Airlines and, and things like that? I read that book and I'm like, you just screw it, like let's just do it. Like I've I've prepared enough and I learned that I learned that if I if you know 20% of something more than most people, you can launch, just jump in and you're going to figure it out along the way. It's going to be scary, it's going to be hard, uh, but that it's supposed to be. Uh, so I did that. I just kind of dove in and it was. I, I got lucky that it was. I shouldn't say I got lucky. I just uh, I I was fortunate enough that it worked pretty like six months in, things started to really take off. Um, but I was still making mistakes like crazy. I mean, I'm still I'm still making mistakes like crazy. It's not like I figured it out. Um, but it's cool that you know, this is learning, entre- learning the ropes of entrepreneurship. It's kind of like you keep breaking it until it works. Right. You break it, you fix it, you break it, you fix it. And so encouraging people to do that in business. Right. When I work with companies, it's really cool to see like you guys aren't going to get this thing right, but you've got to do something like. Being paralyzed with analysis, paralysis by analysis is what happens, right? So people are afraid of change. They won't change the way things are. So even though it's not great, at least it's familiar. And at least the company's still afloat. But the company could be doing so much better if you took chances. And the biggest thing that I find working with any company that I work with is, and this is why I went from life coaching to leadership business coaching, because everything professional comes back to personal stuff. When you boil it down, it's all personal stuff and somebody is causing that to happen right so in, in that in that if I can get to the figurehead the CEO the head of the company and help work with them, everything changes throughout the rest of the company but if that CEO or that figurehead will not participate in the leadership, then nobody else is going to improve you might have improvements, but it's going to stall out at some point. It just has to, it's just how it is because you need involvement from everyone and you need to build a self-reporting system inside of the company. You need to build this personal responsibility and personal accountability inside the company. So I love to encourage businesses. You need to help each person who works for you find their own unique personal genius. We all have genius inside of us, but oftentimes we go into a company and they try to fit a square peg into a round hole, right? I need you to, I I used to work in radio, right? I had, I had to write contracts for contests that were happening. And like, I mean, it would fry my brain trying to write a, it would take me days to write a contract. And I'd try to say to him, guys, if you want the best out of me, you need to get somebody else to write this freaking contract because it's killing me. Like I'm dying trying to write this thing. But if you want me to go on the radio and talk to half a million people and get them engaged and calling in and, and, and invested in the contest, I could do that all day long. Right, so this is the problem we see in companies over and over again. It's the same issue all the time. Like you're trying to fit people into something they don't fit into. Find what their strengths are, put them in the right place to highlight those strengths, and you're going to get the best out of them. And if that doesn't work, then maybe that they're not the right fit for the company. Um, but when I'm working with companies, that's the biggest thing. It's like helping them find their personal genius. Because if you help somebody find that, you're going to change their life. You're going to change the companies. That life. Everybody, it's, it's the, the ultimate like win-win kind of scenario.
0: That's beautiful. So tell us about the programs that you offer.
1: It's, I like, they're customizable in the sense that not everybody needs the same thing, right? As far as the programs that I offer, what I normally work through people with, there's only uh, a set number of things that. I believe people need, they might look different, but it comes down to goal setting, right? And goal achievement, learning self-reporting and what that means. So team leadership, personal leadership, strategic planning, time management. Um, one of the big things too is like customer, but how do you build customer loyalty? What does that look like to build customer loyalty with the people that you're working with? And how do you do that? Communications is the top of the list, though. If I had to go through all those and, and which one would I focus on the most, it's communication. I just gave a speech about this uh, last week or this past weekend, actually. Um, we often resist most things in life. Like when we're having poor communication, it's because we're resisting something. When you can come to a place of acceptance, and this is a very broad explanation, but I think at the core of everything, Everything comes down to communication. How we communicate with ourselves, how we communicate with others, and we when we stop resisting people in our life or in our business, and we start accepting them for who they are and listening instead of telling. When we work from a place of power and not a place of force, right? So you get you get power whenever you listen to people. You hear them. You identify their strengths. You give them an opportunity to highlight those strengths by putting them in a right place that's going to help them to do that to find that personal genius now you're working from a place of power cuz now you've empowered them to be who they were created to be right and if we can help people do that we're you're never going to have a problem with your business or your employees or yourself but what we often find is we try to force people into situations that don't fit them and so for me that's kind of in a nutshell what it is it's it's power versus force and helping people find that power, uh, because once we help them to find that, then they they want to do a good job. They wanna work harder because they end up loving what they're doing. And that's a very simplistic way of saying it, but that's what I I help businesses do. Cause I, like you said at the beginning, right? Uh helping businesses grow bigger, better, and faster. And I love to help them uh because right now the biggest issue is finding the right employees and keeping the right employees. And we're looking at it from the wrong perspective. If we get our leadership right, we're going to find the right people because we're going to be seeking people in a way that highlights what they're all about and, and what their strengths are. Instead of like, I need this position filled, I need 50 applications and I'll find the right person to fill it. Like it doesn't quite work that way. At least maybe it used to anymore. It, it seems like since 2020, that's really changed dramatically. Um But that's what I that's how I help, you know, all of those things that I mentioned, come back to leadership communication.
0: Those are the biggest things. It's also true that. If the leadership is. Has their mind in the right place, they will also attract the right people. They won't push them away. They'll attract them.
1: And that's something I've been recently really working on and it just this has just been the past couple of weeks of starting to implement this in my business model too, helping the business owners become the experts, right? I want people who run businesses to be the experts in what they do and not just like in a, oh, I'm the expert, like really be that expert and step into that. So that could be in podcasting, right? Be an expert because you're you can talk about what it is that you do. The more you talk about it, the more of an expert you become because the more you learn. And you're going to attract people when you're the expert, but, but, but authentically being the expert, not like as a a facade, right? We know a lot of people who claim to be experts who aren't, but to be authentically an expert in what you do is that's going to bring people to you every single time. Um, And that's something else that I find, like, I love podcasting. I love communicating, uh, because it's, there's so many positive aspects to it, but the biggest thing I think is. The more you talk about something that you love, the better you get at it, right? The more you do it, the better you get, but the more you talk about it, the better you're able to like explain, why do I love what I'm doing? Why do I know that what I'm doing is the right thing? And how do I help other people understand it? Whether you love or hate Donald Trump, what he is really great at doing is talking at such a rudimentary level that anybody can understand what he's saying, right? It might be so dumb. It might might be dumbed down so much that it's like idiotic, but he helps like the lowest common denominator person understand that point. And the best marketers, the best, the best experts, can explain something very complicated in a very easy way.
0: Um, I heard him speak a long, long time ago um, at a Tony Robbins event, and the one thing that he said that stuck with me was. His father said to him that if he wasn't watching his business, he wouldn't have a business to watch. Mm. And those were words I I can remember where I was standing. He said that, and I thought, wow, is that insightful? I don't remember anything else he said, but that really hit home to me.
1: But if you think about that, that's the problem with 90% of businesses. They're so deeply stuck in the business. They can never get outside of it to look at it, right? So they're so caught in the day. I, like I work with restaurants. They're the worst, right? It's, it's it's so hard for a restaurant owner to get outside and see over top of the business because they're so wrapped up in the day-to-day hectic pace of it, you know? And it's, especially now, so hard to find good employees. So it's really hard for them to grow because they, they can't seem to keep the right people. Uh, so they're constantly stuck in this 60 hour work week kind of thing, you know, where they can't get away Uh, and it's just it's just going to burn you out. It's impossible to grow like that. It's impossible to live like that.
0: That's so true. That's so true. Um, And then they very often people are so stressed that they don't actually. Listen, which is what you were speaking about before. They're not listening. They're hearing, but they're not listening. So yeah, so, so important. and that's so important. Um, so you have a podcast. Tell us more about your podcast and why you chose to focus on being unstuck.
1: Well, I had a podcast for years leading up to, I I quit, it was just called, my radio show was the Rob Z show. So I had a podcast called Rob Z radio. And that podcast, I had over 500 episodes, uh, talked for thousands of hours, right. Had, uh, just done it for years and it was an extension of my radio show. So it didn't really have a purpose or direction to it. Um, and I quit doing it somewhere in 2020. I just stopped doing it and had like a, Wilderness kind of period there, where I just kind of stopped doing broadcasting altogether, and I really missed it. And so when I started getting around like the Connected Leaders Academy, and I started finding people who were entrepreneurs, and everybody seemed to have a podcast, and everybody was on each other's podcast, I'm like, man, I really need to go back and do a podcast again. But I need to do it right because that Rob Z Radio podcast was was it was cool. I mean, I had on average about six thousand downloads a month, and on a small scale. That's really good. I had sponsors. It was making money. It was very it was it was doing what I wanted it to do, but I I couldn't grow it because I felt that uh, it was a limiting belief looking back on it now, but it wasn't what it needed to be for me to like get fully behind it. So I knew I had to create a podcast that had a very specific purpose. And as I was creating my Unstuck Movement podcast, I was stuck. I was going through a separation, divorce. uh, I was transitioning careers. I felt stuck. But I knew I was getting myself unstuck. I knew I was on the right path to get myself unstuck. And so that word for me kept coming up in my life. Unstuck kept coming up. Like I kept hearing people say it. It was like your reticular activating system, right? I was stuck. I was fixated on the stuckness and getting unstuck. So I kept hearing it. And I was like, what a great combination of words, the unstuck movement, right? Because movement, you can't move when you're stuck, Right. So to to get unstuck, you need to have this movement. So I wanted to tell stories of how people got unstuck from difficult places in their life. And I wanted to keep it simple. So the episodes are between 20 and 25 minutes, sometimes they're 30 minutes, but they're they're simple, impactful stories of how people get unstuck from difficult places. And every episode is based around a question, right? Because I love one of the best parts of leadership, one of the most integral parts of leadership is asking the right questions. You ask people the right questions. You're going to help them come to conclusions that they would never come to otherwise. You could tell them what to do and they won't do it. But if you ask them the right questions and they give you the answer, they're going to act. So that to me was like, okay, I'm going to have a podcast. It's going to be about getting unstuck. I'm going to ask people the right questions that's going to help them to tell their story of how they got unstuck. People can hear those stories and that's going to help them through whatever they're going through right now. So my goal is... You know, I there's no end in sight for the podcast. Like, I just want to keep telling these stories. And the beautiful thing about podcasts is, I mean, you know this. It t- makes you such a better leader because it makes you a better listener. It makes you. I have you have to actively listen. You have to be able to pull things out of people that they might not otherwise be able to pull out of themselves. And you, it just. It helps you to promote yourself. It helps you to brand yourself. It helps you to make connections. It helps you to grow your business. If it's, if it's connected to your business model, there's like no, there's no negatives. Plus, you're helping people promote their businesses. You're helping them tell their story. You're helping them get out of their shell. So there's just like endless potential for it. Um, but that unstuck story for me was like, we all, we all can relate to it. It doesn't, in, in my unstuck stories that I tell, they're not related to business strictly business or strictly spiritual or strictly health wise, like any, anything, where were you stuck? How did you get out of it? How can you help somebody else get through it? That's, that's the point behind it.
0: I love it. And for those of you who are listening, all of that information will be in the show notes. So they'll be able to find your podcast. Uh, Tell us about where on that note, tell us where people can find you.
1: Well, uh, Facebook's probably the easiest place just because, um, I don't know, I after doing digital marketing for a number of years, I don't use much digital marketing anymore. I just use Facebook. <laughs> I have an Instagram page, but just find uh, Rob Z. Wentz on Facebook. Rob Z. Wentz is my name on there. LinkedIn, also Rob Z. Wentz. You can find me on. I like LinkedIn a lot, too. I find it's the most non-toxic form of social media. So it's it's nice. If you want to go to my website, leadimpacttransform.com, those are the best ways to get a hold of me.
0: Well, all of that information will be in the show notes so people can find you. I can't thank you enough for today. This was absolutely wonderful. I did learn a lot, which was also great, but it was wonderful. Thank you so much for being my guest.
1: Absolutely, Anne. And I just want to say to you that you're wonderful and I love talking to you. I love what you're doing. And I'm so glad that we connected and are building relationships. So thank you.
0: Thank you so very much. Thanks for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you.